Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. It's an unreal It's Terry Reed! He scored! He scored! Russell in the bottom of Hello and welcome to uh, the Football Drop podcast. Uh, I am your host, Ben Sewell, and with me today is my regular co-host, Will. How are you going, mate? Hello, mate. You all right? How's it going? Yeah, very well, thank you. Very well, yourself? Yeah, not bad, mate. Thank you. How has your last seven days been? The last seven days? Are oh, you clocking on to this now, aren't you? You're clocking mm-hmm. on. Yeah. It's, been, it's been good, mate. We've, we've, uh, we've had Easter. Uh, I'm in a bit of a food coma as we speak. I don't know about you. Oh, mate, oh my god, I've eaten too much chocolate. Like, <laughs> I think I've gone to that next stage where my belly has just sort of like popped out a little bit further. I'm just like, oh, I feel sick. I've got the, <laughs> I've got the shakes. Yeah. So, yeah, fantastic. What about you? <laughs> yeah, yeah, the same, mate. I think I could probably rest my belly on the desk at the moment. I've eaten so many chocolates. It's ridiculous. But no, it's been nice. It's been nice. Have you uh, have you seen any family now that we were allowed to sort of socialise in gardens and stuff? Yes, mate. Yeah, so I had a, a bit of a egg hunt on Friday with the family, and then we had a little barbecue get together thing yesterday, which was uh, really nice. Oh, yeah. Nice. Um, and then yeah, nice day, nice day Saturday as well. Actually, yeah. It, um, it's been a really good weekend. Today, just sort of spent packing up the last few bits ready for Friday. How about you? Yeah. Um, yeah, so Saturday we went round. Uh, a friend of mine watched the, unfortunately, watched the Liverpool Arsenal game, obviously, which we'll touch on a little bit later, uh, hopefully in brief, brief amounts. Um, but it was nice, yeah, a few drinks and stuff with them. And then Sunday, I went to my dad's. We had, uh, obviously, family around there. Had a barbecue and, and seeing my nieces and stuff again, which was quite nice. It's just it's ridiculous how much you take for granted just going out and, and seeing your friends and family. So I think hopefully for everybody, I think after lockdown's ended, I think everybody will appreciate that that sort of social element a little bit more. Hundred percent. Even with the the rule of six, you're still 
just loving that, aren't you? You're just like <clears throat> seeing people. Oh, yeah. a, it's, you can still see people. You're in a garden together. You've got the barbecue going. You've got a few drinks going. It just makes the world a difference, especially with the, the weather. I mean, today, though, it's been a bit bizarre, hasn't it, the weather? I was going to say, has it been snowing where you were? Sun again? It's just been mad, hasn't it? Yeah, I mean, I'm just looking out the window now, and uh, it's it's all blue skies here. Like, there's no evidence it's been snowing, raining, or hailing, or whatever. Yeah, completely crack and believe when I saw the snow coming down today. I thought, what, what the fuck is going on here? But, <laughs> yeah, so, so the weather today, though, for a barbecue, I think I caught the sun a little bit, mate. I don't know if you can see, but I've got a bit of a red face. I say, you do look a little bit red around the eyes there, mate. Yeah, that, I might looking... screenshot that and upload it onto uh, onto socials. So I'll just print <laughs> screen that. <laughs> but yeah, so um, shall we jump right into it then, shall we? Internationals, finish that off before we go to the Prem. Okay, let's do it, mate. So uh, England winning, three out of three, nine points out of nine. Can't complain, but again, have there really been any tests? Not particularly. Nah, Poland weren't really a test, was it? Let's be honest. Even even with Lewandowski, I think with that team, I think we probably would, would have still won, wouldn't we? You think so? I mean, we did make a bit of a meal out of it. <laughs> yeah. Well, it was a bit of a car crash at the back there, wasn't it? Mm. Other than that, it was pretty pretty solid, wasn't it? Yeah, I think overall it was okay. It was it's just a bog standard game, really, wasn't it? We did dominate oh. everything and. <laughs> one lapse of concentration is a goal. Um, but, you know, that's John Stones, unfortunately, has got... He's always got a little mistake in him from time to time, but they are fewer and further between nowadays. Uh, so obviously, coaching from Pep and stuff has, has clearly helped him. Yeah, definitely. He, he, he had a cock-up, didn't he? I think, I think the pass didn't help either. From, um, but it was Pope, wasn't it? Um, yeah. It did set him off a bit, but even you know John Stones is quality. He, he's not gonna. He shouldn't cock that up as, as much as he did. Um, yeah, bit bit. And I, I felt I felt actually probably could have done a little bit better with the with saving that. But yeah, it wasn't to be. No, I think it was. I think just you chalk it off as one of those. It's a mistake. You write it off, draw a line under it, and on to the next game. You know, I think everything else we we did pretty well. I think Pope has looked reasonably solid. Uh, not that again, you know, we touched on it last week anyway. But he hasn't faced an awful lot of shots. But he seems to command the box well. He does distribute pretty well, generally speaking. Uh, I think he's probably second to Pickford in that, to be fair. Um, but I think generally he's he's a good first choice or second choice. All right, let's uh, let's see what happens in the next squad, really, and then obviously for Euros, who gets there. Yeah, yeah, definitely. John, John Stones, to be fair, set up um, a second goal, didn't he? Uh, yeah, he did. Yeah, so he's he's definitely made amends, didn't he? So he's just about made amends for that. Yeah, like you say. Um, but no, I think I think England overall over the three games played okay. Could have been better. Bit of an experimental squad. So I look I look forward to seeing because we've got a few games in May, haven't we? Yeah, so I think they're warm ups, aren't they? Yeah, so I look forward to seeing what what team Southgate puts out and what who you know who he's going to pick, who he prefers, and then you get a bit of a bit more of a feel about who he's going to take to the to the Euros, um, 
and yeah, let's just keep our fingers crossed that we can do something. We can get to like a semi-final, a final, and I think the quality's there to win it. Um, but we are England, aren't we? It might not be coming in, but let's <laughs> yeah, let's let's not jump the gun too much. But you know, as you said, you know, there's a there's a good opportunity for us to to at least get somewhere with it. Hopefully, sort of semis, maybe a final. You never know. You could always take that one step. I think as long as, as you said, we've got the quality. I think individually, but as a team, I think that's the the big thing. If we can play as a team and as a, an actual unit, then hundred percent we're we're up there with with the best. I think personally. But mm. um, yeah, yeah that's one shot space. As well, um, the the players remain fit, so so they've got the, the rest of the Premier League to to continue. Um, the last thing we want is, you know, someone like a Harry Kane, a Sterling, someone like that to pick up a knock and not be able to make it to the Euros. That'll be, that well, that'll be a killer, wouldn't it, if someone like that goes? Yeah, 100%. But I think if they're, they're sort of semi-fit, do you take them? You know, there was, there was an argument last time with Kane, wasn't there, who was, he wasn't fully he, fit. Yeah. You said, you said about that last week and, you know, do you, mm. do you bother with it or do you? Do you put your faith in somebody else? I don't really know who else England's got that can sit. If we're talking about Kane, who can sit up front? Um, no one. you got really. You got uh, what's his name? Ah, oh, brother from Cranley Phillips, Leeds guy. Calvin Phillips. Calvin Phillips. Oh, he's not Leeds, is he? Yeah, he is. Yeah, he's midfielder though, isn't he? Who am I thinking? Calvin. Calvin Lewin. Oh, maybe. Yeah, he's Everton. Isn't he? Everton, yeah. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, it is him. You're right. The same person, <laughs> really. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, they, they look exactly the same as well. They're both, they're both um, got long hair and a ponytail. Play for completely different teams. But yeah, well done, mate. Good shout. Exactly. Team, different name. But other than that, basically. Um, yeah, <laughs> I suppose for him, but he's not going to match up to Kane, is he, if, if we're talking that? No, I don't think so. Um you know, there, there isn't any any other player like Kane at the moment. You know, potentially coming through. You know, I've not seen anyone really stepping up to that that sort of type of player. But now, I suppose you you can play a, a sort of different system, really. Because Calvert Lewin is definitely a fox in the box. He's a poacher. He can head the ball. Yeah, he's not as as lethal as Kane, admittedly, but he can still do a job for sure. But yeah, let's let's wait and see what happens towards the end of the season. As you said, if people stay fit, it's that's a massive thing. If you've got a fully fit squad to choose from, I think we've we've got a good chance. But if there's a few injuries, it can it can completely change the shape of the team, can't it? Yeah, completely. Let's let's bring Ian Wright out of retirement, I think. Bring him back. He'll sort us out. Ian Wright at the front, Tony Adams at the back. <laughs> oh, there we go. There we go. Um, I did want to actually talk about uh, another shock result uh, in the internationals. Germany lost 2-1 to North Macedonia. I don't know if you uh, if you saw that, did you? Shocking. Uh, no, but but I have got the result here. Um, and, and I know you sort of hinted that it was a weakened German team, which it, it was, but then... I mean, if you look at it, that, that's not a weak team. No, I mean, not at all. Not at all. 
But I think, was, was it after the World Cup? Um, I think uh, Love come out and said, I'm not picking certain players anymore because they're you know, a little bit older. Like Jerome Bogus Hang was a prime example of it. Not picking these players anymore. We're going with youth moving forwards and kind of get the, the youth players up and running, ready for the next Euros and next World Cup. Fine, I understand that completely. Have they now gone too far? I don't know. But as you said, you know, the, the team that they've got, I mean, the players and, and strength and depth is absolutely ridiculous. Yeah, absolutely ridiculous. ridiculous. I mean, if you look at the line though, you've got Emre Chan right in the playing in the centre back there. Um, is sort of as a defensive midfielder, but he, you know, there's two there's still two, two big names, Rudiger, Terstegan. Gundogan, Goretzka, Sane, Havertz, Nabry. Um, top names there. Absolute top names. And to be, to be losing to North Macedonia. It's, it's embarrassing, isn't it? Oh, 100%. Yeah, 100%. It's, it's almost like San Marino beating us 1-0. You know, it's it shouldn't ever happen. There's no way that should happen. I think it's it's an absolute probably it's an absolute disgrace. You now I don't know what what German fans are, are thinking because they haven't been great for a while, considering the strength in depth they've got in their team, and they haven't actually been sort of pulling out any decent results. They seem to be struggling against a hell of a lot of teams recently. Mm. So I think for us, especially for the Euros, I think it's uh, it could be game on really for a lot of people. I don't think they're going to be feared as much as they used to be. No, which is another point when we talk about England going on to potentially win it. If you've got the German team playing like they are, you can never write them off, can you, of course? And and this could have been a bit of a test match. But then saying that, if you look at the group stages, um, sorry, the group stages, if you look at their group, Mm. and the... the, um, uh, the table, it, it's you know, then they're not going to be guaranteed to go through, are they? So it, it's just, yeah, it's it's a bit of a wonder actually what what they're going to do. Um, wh- whether that is the full team or whether you know he needs to sort of think about doing something different. Yeah, I mean, he's already said that he's leaving after the Euros, so yeah. Obviously, all the questions then start raise, start being raised of. Has that affected the team? Have they lost respect for him? You know, has he gone too far with the youth? You know, it, there's so many question marks over it. You know, oh, the the squad's just going. Well, he's not going to be here after this. So it doesn't matter. You know, they mm. whoever's there, if they're not performing, they get dropped for five, six games max. And the next manager will come in and and take over from the qualifiers and and do something different and go a different way. You know, there's so many yeah. so many questions going to be raised, but I suppose. You got to wait and see again what's going to happen. You know, in the Euros, as you said, you can't ever write them off. They are that team that's that's steeped in history, and they always put it out in big tournaments. They don't ever, well, don't often flop in a big tournament. They don't bottle it. So just, no, completely. So, so just looking ahead, you know, if we're going to write the Germans off, what what who is England's main competitors? Obviously, it's going to be France, isn't it? So France. Portugal. Winners, yeah, Portugal with with Ronaldo leading definitely. Spain, you can't ever write the Spanish off either, can you? They've always got a top team. 
Yeah, I think Belgium have got a, a solid team. Yeah, yeah a solid team. Italy is sort of up and coming again now, aren't they? Yeah, I don't know if they're a little there. bit too soon for them. Yeah, I mean, the, the Serie A is obviously a very strong league now. And they've built that back up. It's a lot more competitive, especially this season. Also, with both Milan clubs, obviously, uh, stepping back up again. Um, but, yeah, I suppose you, you're probably right. That might be a little bit too soon. But we can always wait and see from there. But it'll be interesting. But, yeah, I think France... Uh, France, Portugal should be fine. You hear the cat? <laughs> Typical, isn't it? Typical. The cat. Here's the cat. Uh, yes. <laughs> Everyone can. Sorry, listeners. Apologies, as per usual. Um, right. Shall we go into the Premier League results then? Um, do we have to? Well, we, we won't start with our one. Can we just skip that this week? We'll, we'll, take, <laughs> we'll take the mick out of another team, shall we? Should we start with Chelsea, then? Let's start with Chelsea. See, an absolute shocker from uh, from the Chelsea-West Brom game. Did not see that coming at all, did you? No, mate. Definitely not. I, I don't think it helped them going down to 10 men, uh, with Silva getting, getting the boot. But, um, yeah, a fair play to West Brom, though, for coming back. Yeah. one down but yeah yeah 100% I think I mean they needed a big win like that to have any chance of of obviously staying up um I think it's a bit of a it's probably a bit of a wake-up call I guess for Chelsea because they haven't lost under Tuchel until the weekend they've all yeah. you know everything was were flying high they were climbing up the league they're doing well in Europe I think now it's a case of okay well we're not invincible you know there is still work to be done and see how they they pick up from there. You know, it's not a disaster for them. I know it's a it's a crap result, and that should never happen. But every team goes through that at some point. You know, everyone loses against a, a completely random team that you think, well, there's no way they're ever going to win. Like when Liverpool lost against Villa earlier in the season, that heavy defeat. Who the hell saw that coming? There's been a few of those this season, hasn't there? Actually, yeah, exactly. Um, yeah, what did you think of the red card? Yeah, it was questionable, I think. I think it was a bit questionable. I do feel for him. Um, but again, you, you do see those those sort of decisions being made regularly. You know, whether it goes against you or goes for you in some cases throughout the season, they do tend to level out at some point. Um, but I think he was a little bit unlucky to get that, you know, to be fair. Yeah. To it's analysed over and over again, isn't it? And I think the more you look at something like that, and I think we've seen that in, in a fair, fair few games this season. You 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 analyse it. You look at you look at it. You look at it again. You look at it again. Like like with the I think there was I think it was Eddie and Ketia was sent off. And I know it's a Guna, but it, you know we take more attention to those. But Eddie and Ketia was sent off a little while ago. I can't remember who it was against. But he just come on, and initially you're thinking that's a yellow card, and and he got he got a red card. So so I think. You know, is it something like that where it's just looked at so many times that no, nah, you're off, you're second yellow and you're off, rather than looking at it as it's what 29 minutes he was sent off in? Yeah, something. You like think? That. Can you just give him the benefit of the doubt and see how he goes throughout the rest of the game? Well, I, I think obviously there's always an argument for and against it, really. That you've got to t- yeah. take into account how the game's been played so far and how he's been like. Then you can always see whether it's 
a case of like he's been aggressive throughout the game so far. You know, started on the front foot and he's you know grabbing a, hot, a handful of shirts and he's you know elbowing, digging them or whatever. Um, but from the highlights that I saw, he wasn't really doing it. It was just a not a rare incident. Obviously, Thiago Silva has been known for doing that, you know, throughout his entire career. But I think it's just a case of he's been caught. It's possibly a little bit harsh, but you know, take it on the chin, move on. I think that's it. They yeah. can't really. I don't think Chelsea have got anything to moan about as such, because it is a, a fair decision. But I think what you touched on with sort of looking at it over and over again, then deciding. I don't know why they don't keep doing that. You know, sometimes you see it; they they review it once or twice, and they yeah, they're off. Like, well, actually, you need to sort of take a step back, look at it. You know, three, four, five, six times. You know, sometimes to really, really sort of see everything that's happening and take it from both sides. You know, the defender could be doing doing that for a reason. The attacker is doing that for a reason. And you take everything into consideration, and then make an informed decision from there. They just seem to be taking it in the heat of the moment. So it seems a bit difficult to, to sort of say, where do you draw the line and say, well, do you favour the attacker? Do you favour the defender? You know? Yeah. And I suppose for me, it's all about consistency. So if, you, if you're making one decision for one, you've got to make sure that in a, in a game with a similar circumstances and appreciate they're not going to all be identical, but you've got to have that consistency where if it's good for one, then it's going to be good for the other. And I suppose that's where VAR sort of falls down and where, you need the people in the offices to say, right, in this game, we said this. So you, you really should say the same thing. But you get that there's going to be slight discrepancies, don't you, in that? Yeah, 100%. And I think that it does add to the, the excitement of each season to a t- certain degree. You know, these shocking referee decisions that, that was happening three, four years ago before VAR came in, you know, some of them were absolutely abysmal calls. Like some of the offside calls is absolutely... You know, pathetic, really. Mm. But it adds to the the excitement and the controversy of the game, and it's always going to be a part of it to some extent. But I suppose, you know, where do you draw the line to, to sort of make it fair, make it even out, make it better? You know, the VAR debate, you know, we won't touch on it because I know we talk about it every single week so it always comes up. <laughs> but, you know, when it works, it's great. When it doesn't work, it brings up the point of is it worth it yet again, doesn't it? Yeah, completely. Should we move on? So next on the list I've got is Leeds, Sheffield United, which I don't really think was a big surprise in terms of result. But actually the game itself, I, I haven't seen it, but but it, it looked, it, it sounded like it, it was a good one. Um, and Sheffield United were quite unlucky with that Jaggy Elkaron goal. Yeah, it seems to be. I mean, as same as you, I didn't actually watch it. Uh, caught the highlights, obviously, on, on match of the day and stuff. But, yeah, it did seem as though Sheffield gave a good account of themselves and Leeds were having a bit of a shaky game, all told. They had a few few decent chances, admittedly, but Sheffield weren't down and out throughout, were they? No, definitely not. I mean, Leeds, they had 23 shots, eight on target. That, that says to you that they weren't, they weren't firing on all cylinder, cylinders. And to get two goals from that... It, they, they need to be converting more of their chances, really. I think I think is what that says to me. Yeah. Uh, yeah, couldn't agree but more. But Sheffield United were fighting. They're fighting until the end, to be fair to them. I know we... Well, I say we. I know I completely relegated them last week, week before. But yeah, I think 
if we look at that, um, the bottom of the table there, Newcastle are obviously three points are clear um, with a game in hand on Fulham, but it's just, it's not looking good for them, is it? Uh, for, for West Brom. No, no. I mean, West Brom, they're still a fighting chance. Now they are, they're five points behind Fulham, but they have got a game in hand. You know, if they do win that, it'll probably be a surprise if they do win their game in hand. But if they do, they're only a couple of points off them then. And then, yeah, you're still five behind Newcastle. You can still pull away. But, you know, when you do chase the points a bit and you are closer, psychologically, it has a, it definitely has an impact. I think Newcastle had a very good result against uh, Tottenham on Sunday. It's a two-all yeah, draw. It's a very good point for them. Mr. Willock scoring a, an equaliser, legend. Yeah, he's, uh, <laughs> he's always doing a job for us somehow, even if it's not for us. Yeah. Right. Um, so, yeah, yeah, okay, we, let's touch on that one then. Let's touch on the Newcastle game as we're there. So, again, only only seen the highlights into the full game, but it, it seemed like a, a an okay result, I suppose. <clears throat> Newcastle actually seemed the better team... I think Tottenham had more possessions, but but Newcastle seems to just sort of rein in on the shots, especially towards the end there. What did you make of Mourinho's comments? What ones? Is this about the defending sanities? Same coach, different players. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's that's controversial. Controversial at its finest. But that's Mourinho, isn't it? It's all head games. Uh, it's all mind games, isn't it? I think yeah. that's probably more to kick the players up the arse. That's the way I interpreted it. It's a case of, you know, these are my tactics. I've always done it. It's always worked. If you guys are going to do that, then I can, you know, we can win win stuff together and win trophies together. But I think if they're not going to do that, then they're not going to they're not going to win anywhere. They're not going to win anything with him there. What about you? What's your sort of thoughts on that? Yeah, so I think if you if you're going to take a team and you're the leader of that team, in which he is, why are you there? And he did it. I can't remember if it was. I think it was the last game they played. He come out and said something about the players. But if you're sat in the dressing room and you're listening to your manager saying these terrible things about you, that's just going to make you feel like shit, isn't it? In any in any walk of life. Somebody's got that negative opinion of you, and he goes out publicly and says that. I just think that's not going to improve your performance. That's just going to have the opposite effect. So for him to come out and say he's the same manager, basically saying I'm amazing. I've always been amazing. I'm the special one, <laughs> and the and it's it's different players. You're saying, well, I'm amazing. They're a load of shit in the. Summer, I need to sell them all and buy new ones. I just, I just think you're not going to get what you want from that. That's that's just going to go against you. Tottenham are sitting in fifth place, which is still, for this league this season, is really, really good and a credit to the team and the players. They're, what, three points off Chelsea? Two points off Chelsea. Yeah, I'm two up. points off Chelsea. Sorry, mate, that's my maths there. <laughs> <laughs> Um, I yeah, I, I I find it rude 
and I dislike the guy, and I'm so pleased he's at Tottenham and not Arsenal. Yeah, I mean, touching on the the sort of response and like the management style, I suppose. As you said, in all walks of life, you you get different types of managers. Some people will grill you publicly to get a response, and sometimes it does fire you up and think, Do you know what, they think I'm shit. I'll prove you wrong. And people do up their game. You know, if you do get bollocks publicly, you think, oh, shit, it's a bit embarrassing, but I'll take it on the chin and man up and, and be able to, to step up. And then you work harder. You know, it worked for Luke Shaw. Look at him now. I mean, Marino absolutely slated him at United. And then all of a sudden he was doing better. He was in the team. Now, admittedly, he's with a different manager, but he is flourishing. Is that a case of, well, you know, fuck you, Marino. Watch what I can do now. I think it's down to Ollie being a man manager and saying decent things to him, saying you can do it, giving him the confidence. So he's gone out there. Yeah, maybe. I can't work it out, especially in this day and age. You know, we, 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 took, we see it day in, day out. There's just better ways to manage people. I, I, can, I know it from my career and the way that's gone. And, and if yeah. you look at that, Oh, it's slightly different. I'm not going to say that it's the same, but if you look at that and then you look at what Mourinho's doing, I can't stand it. Actually, hate it. He's just publicly calling out for no reason, and and I just think he's just shows disrespect. And if I was Daniel <clears throat> Levy, then I would be looking. Is this the guy that I want in charge of my team coming out saying this? I don't think so. Yeah, I you know what? I, I can't agree with you more. You do raise a great point, um, but you, there is two ways of going about it. It's a very old school technique and it's that that classic sort of tough love sort of, you know, parents do it. Some parents mollycoddle their kids. Some parents just say, oh, you fell over, well, come and get up, dust yourself off, get going. You know, oh, well, come second or third in a race. Oh, well, that was good, but you didn't come first. Come on, let's try harder. You know, you do get that balance and some people do respond differently. Um, but I think your point about Daniel Levy, 100%, you've got to be thinking that now. Because Spurs haven't been that sort of club that acts as managers just for the sake of it. You know, they've been quite a... He's always been known to be quite sort of hard-faced. He's very difficult to negotiate with. He's very tough on his stance. But Spurs have never had a, a sort of backstabbing culture. They've never been known as a club that publicly slates their players or whatever. And obviously a lot of that is probably down to Pochettino previously. who always supported his players. Now, he sometimes said, yeah, it was a poor performance. We didn't do this, we didn't do that. But it's very rare that he called out, you know, players on a, a sort of singular individual level. So I think there's there could be question marks in the summer. Um, but it all depends what happens in the Carabao Cup as well. If they beat City, it's a whole different conversation in the summer. Mourinho's vindicated yeah. to say, well, I've won a trophy. That's what you wanted me here for. Whether you agree with my methods or not, here's the results. Good point. Yeah, I, I agree with that. If, if... What if they get a result with the Carabao, maybe it is different and maybe I'll be sort of made to sort of follow my words, but I, I just think he's poison. I really wouldn't want him at my club. No, I uh, wouldn't either. As you said, you know, because he was linked with us previously before uh, before all of our managerial changes lately. Um, but yeah, I think it just it just tarnishes the image of a club. It really does. Uh, you know, as a as a fan, I wouldn't want that. You're right. I agree with you completely. But I do see how it works to a certain a certain extent. But I think the English culture. I, sorry. 
Was we just nice about Tottenham? Was, this, this was a proper conversation about Tottenham, wasn't it? We, we didn't slag them off. Oh, yeah, that's horrible. That's weird. Mickey Mouse Cup. Mickey Mouse. Mickey Mouse Cup. No one likes it. It's City's Cup anyway. No one likes it. Let's move on. <laughs> <laughs> Let's move on. Uh, the rest of the fixtures, Leicester City. Um, sorry, Leicester City against Man City. 2-0 uh, to Man City there. Kind of saw Most it come in. I think Leicester sort of held their own. But, yeah, against the, this City team, they're four wins away from the Yeah, league. it's 11 points, isn't it, now? 11 points from mathematically winning it completely. So, uh, yeah, I think they've won it. You know, there's no, there's no question marks. It's not a, if they win. I think it's when they win now, isn't it? Yeah, completely. Um, but yeah, it'll be interesting to see how they do. Are they playing tomorrow night, I think, against Dortmund? It's tomorrow or Wednesday. Tomorrow. Um, yeah. So that'll be an interesting to see how they do in Europe because obviously they've not done particularly great over uh, the last few seasons. It'll be interesting to see if they can keep up this sort of form in European competitions. Because as mm-hmm. we, we spoke about it before, the quadruple's on, still on, unprecedented. So let's see how that goes. Yeah, I think next on the list is Southampton Burnley. Haven't seen much of this. I'm not going to lie to you, mate. No, um, I'm the same. You know I looked at it on Sky Sports and I missed the result three times. I was trying to search for it and it was just at the top. Couldn't see it. Kept missing it. <laughs> just kept bypassing it. So Sorry, oh, any yeah. Southampton or Burnley oh. fans. <laughs> oh, God, you're, you're both mid-table. Let's just <laughs> But yeah. from what I can see, it was a, it was a very entertaining game, actually, probably one that we should have watched because it, it ended 3 2. Um, yeah, fair play. Yeah, I can't comment on it. I don't know whether Southampton were lucky to get the three points, whether Burnley were unlucky. Um, I don't know. I would just skip that, really. Uh, Aston. So, move on to Aston Blair Fulham. Yeah, 3 1. I don't think that was really within doubt, was it? Well, I don't know, because Fulham obviously took the lead. Um, and, and Villa obviously got the equaliser. And then, yeah, and then, then, then they scored the, the second and then they got the third. And you're like, ah, like just a just a complete capitulation from Fulham. Uh, and you think, wh- how, why? How? Why can't why couldn't you just hang on? I know, I know Villa are a, a decent team this season. Um, and have played really, really well. But, but the difference that would have made to Fulham's season if they could have just hung on. I think Scott Parker was was re- was really disappointed and really honest in his interview. Mm. Um, such a shame. I was I was sort of hoping that they'd keep on, they'd, that they'd hang on because I like Fulham. I've been to, I've been to the cottage a few times and uh, I've got a little soft spot for Fulham. I'm going to be honest. So I was kind of hoping that that they'd dig themselves out, but unfortunately not. No, I, I think they might pull it out of the bag and be safe. Because you said they are they are hitting a little bit of form. They have got a few good results recently. I think they could probably still pull out maybe two or three results between now and the end of the season. Three wins, nine points. They're probably safe, I think, if they could do yeah. that. Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. 
United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. It'll be hard. You know, it will be hard. They've been at the bottom of the table all season. Um, but they are only sort of three points off Newcastle. Obviously, Newcastle have got a game in hand, as we said earlier. Um, but... They, they could potentially get themselves out. You know, if Newcastle lose, they win. They're, they're equal on points. And, and, and Newcastle can easily lose. They, they've been so hit and miss this season, as we've said. Oh, we, massively. We, we backed them to be better than Everton. But... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, sure. Um, I was looking at the goal difference, sorry, quickly on. So Newcastle were a minus 20, Fulham a minus 17. So that's still quite close. But if yeah, if Fulham can can keep it close and keep sort of if they lose a one 0 that's fine. Um, yeah. But then you've got Brighton above; they're on thirty two points, but they've only got minus five goal difference. So that's essentially that's another point, isn't it? Really, that's a yeah. point safe for them, so they can afford to drop a couple of games. But it's it's definitely getting tighter at the bottom end of the table, though. Yeah, Burnley could get dragged into it. One to watch. One to watch, and I think the. Obviously, we've said City are going to win, um, but I think that that race for sort of fourth and and that top, the rest of the top four is going to be interesting. Man United, obviously, done well to to beat Brighton at the weekend. Come from behind, Stanley Welbeck, Stan. Did you did see well. the penalty shout though? I haven't. Nah, I missed that. I did hear about it, but I didn't actually see it. Yeah, Maguire, I think, is a lucky, lucky man not to give away that penalty. I don't know how he's not got away with it. He's tapped Welbeck's ankles. I think the only, I think the, the main thing that goes against the decision is historically Welbeck's thrown himself on the floor a lot. When he was at United and with us, he went down very easy. So I question. So, so does that Mane, but he still gets him. So what? So what was no, the difference? Does, yeah. Well, there's Welbeck was just running in essentially. You've uh, played played through on goal. Um, but he didn't quite reach the ball. I think if he was going to sort of take a shot and take a swing at it, I'm not sure whether he would have made any contact or decent amount of contact. I think that's what's kind of gone against him. But Maguire's just essentially kind of come in from behind and just clipped his foot. You can see it in all the replays. It's not, excuse me, it's not a massive clip or anything like that. But when you're running full pace, that's going to clip you and you're going to go down. But I think the way he sort of flails down, his arms are out, he's falling down. It seems to sort of make a bigger deal about it than what it should have been. If he just went tumbling down and that was it, then potentially it may have been a different outcome. Um, but Maguire just seems to get a lot of these decisions going his way at the moment. There's been a few against United where you think, oh, that should possibly be a penalty shout or a free kick or whatever it could be. Maybe a yellow, maybe a red. But Maguire seems to, seems to stay on the, the safe side of it at the moment. 
but VAR was there though, wasn't it? What? Why isn't that being used? Oh, it was. They've just deemed it as as not. But as I said, I think because Welbeck, there was question marks whether he had a clear goal scoring opportunity because he was potentially not going to quite reach the ball. Was he going to make good contact? I think that's what's kind of come into it. Uh, we talk about consistency. And if you look at the Lacazette one a few weeks ago, where he he hit the ball, he had the shot, yeah, and it missed, and then the player came in and hit him. I think that was against Tottenham, wasn't it? Um, I can't remember. And, and, was, and he went and he went down and got the penalty. What's the difference? I don't know. I think that's not one for me. I think that's for for Mike Dean and Mike Riley and all those people, really, isn't it? You're not going to give the answer then. No, I, I don't know, mate. Do you know the answer? That's not good. No, I probably would. Yeah, I probably would know the answer, but I'm still going to tell. No, that's fair enough. I mean, as, as you said, you know, conquer, can't conquer Rome overnight, can you, mate? Oh, <laughs> 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 uh, I can't believe you shut that one out. Oh, mate, it's no. on, it's on my notes. I had to say it. It's on your notes, yeah. So I did get the saying a little bit wrong, didn't I? So what did I say you can't conquer Rome overnight? Yeah. And what, and what is the correct? The correct phrase? phrase is Rome wasn't built in a day. That was it. With reference to the podcast, obviously we've had a few decent, uh, decent amount of plays. Uh, I think the last one, I think it's because the international personally, we, we only had sort of a handful of listens on that. Uh, so it's very disappointing listeners, very disappointed in you. So play it, put it on silent for us. Just play it for an hour, just so we get a play. That'd be great. I don't mind. Um, okay. But yeah, so hopefully we can conquer Rome overnight, and tomorrow we'll have a hundred plays. You never know. Let's you never know, so, mate. The con—it's nothing to do with the content, obviously. It's just obviously, the listeners. Oh, of course not. Exactly. We'll blame everyone else for it. Blame everyone <laughs> else. Uh, final results. Uh, I did actually see Everton and Palace have uh, just finished. So that's uh, ended one all. Yeah. Quite surprised at that, to be honest. I thought Everton would, would nick that. Quite playing well, to be fair. Um, Palace, Palace have had a few good results recent. Yeah. Um, I think, yeah, I would, I would think they would have nicked it. Yeah, I think Palace, though, they're just... They're one of those teams where you just don't know who's going to turn up. Mm. You know, they can beat pretty much every team in the league. Now with with Zahar, he's he's a one man team. He could dribble through any defender, any well any amount of defenders. He can dribble through if he fancies going for it, he'll go for it. And uh, Eberichi Eze, he's very good as well. Coming up, uh, I think he's playing the under twenty threes, under twenty ones. So he's he's playing pretty well. He's very similar style to Zahar as well. So I think those on each wing, it's completely. It's devastating, really, for especially if you've got a bit of a an older aging back line that aren't necessarily full of pace. Their positioning's not bang on the mark. You know, Palace can hurt a lot of teams. So yeah, I don't think there was any other games. Uh, it's just Wolves and West Ham, but they kick off uh, in three minutes' time. Obviously, we're recording yeah. Monday night, so we'll uh, we'll catch up on that. Uh, anything else from the, the Premier League you wanted to add this week? Yeah, we lost 3 0. Uh, I didn't expect it to be 3 0, but we lost. We offered nothing. Uh, we were we were poor all over. Gutted Tierney's injured. That's going to be a big blow. Hopefully, it's not a serious injury. Yeah, I haven't heard any more than that. 
No, I haven't seen anything, but I'll I'll refresh it every day. I'll keep uh, keep an ear out on Sky Sports News, and they'll uh, hopefully drop something. Yeah, I mean he's he's a fantastic player though, isn't he? Annoyingly, he's just it it really has offered Liverpool a completely different dimension. It's it's like he's kind of doing what Giroud does for Chelsea. When he plays, he offers a completely different style of play for them. And he, he's always effective. You know, give him that service, he will score goals. And I think Jota's doing that for them. You know, he had a good international break. He scored a couple of goals as well. So he's kind of coming back with a bit of confidence after his injury. And yeah, he's just just pissed all over us, really, didn't he? Yeah, nice. Absolutely anyway, gutted. Oh, absolutely. Like yeah. the worst performance we've had all season and that's saying something because we've been shocking but um yeah what do you make of the top four in la liga then top four in la liga i tell you what it's it's a lot closer than i thought it was it would be Sevilla's come out from absolutely nowhere in the last couple of weeks i know they've kind of been sort of there or thereabouts but they're getting more and more wins uh, i know they lost their last game um, but generally, they're they're giving her a good run for it, aren't they? No, Sevilla haven't lost. They uh, beat Atletico, didn't they? They beat Atletico Madrid. Oh, a few games um, ago, wasn't it? They lost. Is it four or five games ago? Yeah, they lost to Elche. Yeah, in, in Sigma March, um, in Barcelona before that. So yeah, they, yeah, just got their results up here. But but no, they 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 done Atletico over the weekend, which. Which was really good, um, and that that's what mm. shook it all up, I think, because um, Real won. Barcelona are on now, actually. They're they're drawing nil um, nil with Valladolid. Um, that's probably not how you say it. It's probably a bit fancier than that, but think, that's what I'm. I think it's Valladolid. Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> fluent Spanish. <laughs> uh, yeah, you look at these days with your red face. Opened it up completely. <laughs> it was it was a little bit of sun over the weekend. Mate. I, <laughs> I bet you was out there with like your little shades, everything, directing the sun at you on the sun lounge and not moving. Probably covered yourself in tanning oil or something. You weirdo. But yeah, no, you're right though. It has definitely opened it up. Uh, I think if Barcelona win tonight, they're a point off Atletico. Uh, Real Madrid, obviously, two points further back from Barca, three points off. Atletico Madrid. I think the thing for Atletico and Real is the goal difference is nowhere near as good as Barca's. Yeah. Barca's got 43, uh, Atletico 32, and then Madri- Real Madrid are further back on 28. Yeah, that's gonna, that, I think that could be key again with the, with the relegation battle in, in the Premier League. That could be key. Yeah. For where to go. But head to head comes be... into it, I think, with their league, doesn't it? And again, head to head comes into it. So, if for argument's sake, all three teams end on the same amount of points, goal difference isn't the thing that they go on for straight away. There's on who's um, won the head to head battles. It's really, it's yeah, it's a little bit weird to be honest. Um, but depending on who's beat who throughout the season, how many goals they've scored, goals they've conceded, whatever, it kind of goes on that before it goes to goal difference. Yeah, it, it, it's really interesting how, how that, that league is sort of. Because I think we have the Fletico down as uh, as winners 
a few weeks back, and now it's just oh, that, that that loss has really opened it up. Yeah, but how many points were there? I think there was sort of seven or eight clear or something, maybe more at one point. But I think Real Madrid have obviously picked up a bit of momentum now. Barcelona are not firing on all cylinders, but they're they're definitely getting there now, aren't they? Yeah, well, they, they beat uh, Sociedad 6-1, didn't they? Christ, so was it 6-1 in the end? Yeah, so if you look at their last few results, but they beat Hreska 4-1 as well. So they've, had a, they've, they've been banging them in. Um, so, yeah, Barcelona are really starting to turn on the style now, which is good. And Real Madrid with um, Benzema, he's really started to, to play some decent football as well. Keep, keep banging them in. Yeah, he's coming uh, back to form. He's coming back to form. Yeah, three in the last two games, something like that, I think it was. It's perfect time um, for them, though, isn't it? With Champions League just around the corner, you know, tomorrow or Wednesday that they play. But they always seem to do this, though, don't they? They, they either have a blinding start for the first sort of six, eight weeks, then they sort of teeter off for a while. And then after Christmas, it's a case of, oh, we need to play football now. We've had our break, we're ready to go again. And they all seem to just, they click into gear. It's always sort of February, March, beginning of April time. And all of a sudden you think, oh, Christ, are they going to win Champions League again? They're always up there. Yeah. Yeah, it looks like that's coming as well. Um, so, stay, so staying with La Liga, did you did you see the, um, the Valencia game over the weekend? You know, I didn't see the game. I've seen the, the, the disgusting, I think that's the only way to put it, disgusting incident. Uh, racism and it's worse yet again yeah I, I, obviously we don't know what was said we we can only make assumptions at this stage there's, there's going to be an investigation uh into what happened but <clears throat> so from the footage the, the play is just going on it's sort of um cadiz i think they're on the attack against the, Valen the valencia defense and uh, obviously something's been said by Juan Carla. Um, and the, um, Dia Carby has, has sort of taken offence <clears throat> to it, obviously, as, as, as he quite rightly would, and, and sort of completely ignored the game and gone and had you know, a bit of an argument with him, get, getting up in his face. Um, and the, and the, he's obviously gone and had a chat with the player, rest of the players, and they've made the decision to to leave the pitch. I think it was about the twenty third minute they left the pitch. Mm, yeah, I know it was early on, wasn't it? Yeah, and they come back out, um, and and Diacarbi has been ta has been taken off, and so's uh, Juan Carla. Um, and there's going to be an investigation into it, but they they made the, the team made the decision to come back on. And they made the decision to come back on because they were told that if you don't, you're going to lose the, the game by default and you're going to yeah. potentially be fine and drop points. Just I don't understand that. I guess that from a... Oh, I don't know really how to put it. I guess from a, a legal standing point or whatever the term may be, that's the rules. You know, you, you can't walk off. I know it's a terrible circumstances... You shouldn't be, you know, whether it's racial language or not, no one can prove it yet. You know, in hindsight, it's a wonderful thing. Hopefully the investigation comes out. You know, hopefully it's not anything, you know, too sinister or whatever it may be. But, you know, if something's been said, 
then I completely agree you should walk off. You know, it makes a point. Teams can then... It's, it's making a big standing point about, you know, say no to racism. And it does... It is a big issue in the game and it's it's hugely highlighted at the moment. But the rules of the game is if you walk off for whatever reason, you walk off, you forfeit the game. That is at any level in any sport. If you just walk off, you do forfeit the game. Now, if there's a retrospective action, they might... They might say right okay you know you default you lose three nil game over but then two weeks on i say okay no investigations come you know it's all finished or concluded and unfortunately did suffer you know uh, horrific racial abuse so we're gonna cancel that or completely void it and you replay the the match i don't think anyone would kick off about that but if mm. the investigation was found to be not not nothing there but found to be inconclusive then that's when the, the issues kind of arise and you think, okay, well, well what happens there? But you, you stick to a letter of law. If you've walked off the pitch, you forfeited the game. And the captain is the, the final person to make that decision. The captain agrees with it, then you take it on the chin. Yeah. I it's, suppose it's just difficult, isn't it? He's innocent until proven guilty. And, and I suppose you have to stick by that, don't you? Um, Unfortunately, yeah. And however horrible it may be, now, I don't mean to sound absolutely heartless because it is a disgusting thing in, in the sport and in the world. But you know, that is the law at the moment. Until something something changes in, in the rule books for that, you, yeah. you cut it down, whatever it may be, you're walking off the pitch. And and the referee said that he didn't hear anything. Um, Juan Carla has come out and said that he's confident that nothing will be found. So, so I mean, it doesn't look like all any outcome of any investigation will be it was he said she said kind of thing but you just just doesn't sit right does he just think that there needs no. to be more being being done you know like we discussed earlier last week with with Thierry on redoing the boycott and so on we haven't got an answer for it but I just think that there needs to be something something more being done um but I don't know what that is. And, and yeah, I'd be interested to see what, what does come from it and, and what, what learning is taken forward and what actions can be can be taken and improved because it's not right. It's not a good situation. No, it's a horrible situation. But I think the main issue with all of it is exactly what you just said. I don't know what to do. Nobody has any bright ideas to be able to tackle it. Um, I mean, I was I was talking to a couple of friends over the weekend about sort of various things with football. And obviously, racism is always on the news. It's always on the tip of people's tongues. Now, what if players wore player mics and hear everything that they're saying? You know, the refs can use it. They're running around. I know the players, are, they're getting in scuffles and stuff, you know, competing for the balls, whatever. But it's still going to be clearer, isn't it? You can still hear that. And if someone's microphone suddenly mutes for sort of three, four, five seconds, then all of a sudden he's unmuted again and they're running off or they're having a confrontation with a completely different player. And there is an incident that is sort of accused of in that period of time. You can pretty safely assume that something's been said and they've deliberately done it. But if all players are heard on every camera, every, not necessarily to us as fans watching it, but from referees, from VAR, whoever it may be, can actually record these and then play it all back then potentially that could solve something. And that also solves the, the issue of disrespecting the referees as well. You can hear what they're saying. They're using abusive language. That's a yellow. That's a fine. That's this, that's that. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. It's, 
just as an idea that's all yeah yeah we're not we're not going to solve it are we no i mean but we're just we're just two bog standard fans aren't we but mm-hmm. you're right something has to be done and you'd like to think the amount of money that is with these top clubs not just in la liga or in the premier league or whatever but in the world surely there's got to be some people with some different ideas there's so 100%. many there's so many charities and organizations that are committed to fighting this issue especially just within football itself let alone the wider uh sort of wider worldwide issues so surely someone's someone somewhere has got an idea to trial it mm. Yeah, it's got to be worth a go, isn't it? Like you say, it's we've got to tackle it. Let's, let's go and tackle it head on. Educate. Yeah. yeah, you'd like to think. You'd like to think it can. But let's uh, let's see what happens. Yeah. Should, should we stay in Spain? Because Erling Haaland was um, was seen in Barcelona, wasn't he? Talking, it was his it was his dad and his agent talking with. Barcelona representatives, which yeah. we can only assume would be about summer transfer. Yeah, I'm not. I know we obviously texted over the weekend about this, but it's an odd one for me. I don't see how he fits into their sort of team play historically, the way they play. I should say now he's more. He's more of a direct player. They don't hoof it up to him or whatever. They can play him through or whatever. But I think that's a. I mean, the, the money that's being rumoured, uh, I've read something, I've made £20 million pound, it's going to go to Mino Raiola, his agent. £20 million is going to go to his dad. don't know why his dad gets money. He's not representing him or anything, I don't think. I think he's all done um, by Raiola. His so dad has got a... Maybe he's an advisor. Yeah. Um, and then apparently it's 30, I think it's £30 million pound either a season or over... A particular contract length. I'm not sure about the last one, but I read 30 million somewhere. That's a lot of money. A hell of a lot of money, and that and that's you haven't really gone into the transfer fee there either, too. That it's going to go to uh, Dortmund. No, I think it was 30 million a season. She's looking at 150, you know, sort of 200, 200 plus million for a player oh, who's so sort of 20, what's he, 20 years old? Yeah. Something maybe a little bit 22, maybe a bit older, but yeah, he's still young. It's just, it's, I just don't get it. Like, you know, hats off to the to the player. He's ripping it up in Bundesliga. He's doing really well in the Champions League. He doesn't look out of place. You know, I think he he could definitely be up there with with the best in the world in a few years and be fighting for these, you know, sort of the Ballon d'Ors and and the world's best player year in year out. But how are Barcelona affording this? No idea. That that's one of the the big questions, isn't it? Is how are they affording it? Who who's going to be providing that money? Because if Messi goes, which we sort of kind of suspect that he will, um, they they're not going to get a payout for him, are they? Because he he can leave on a free, can't he? Yeah. Yeah. So he just so, goes, walks away. See you later. Well, where's that money coming? Like I say, where is that money coming from? Or is it just a bit of a tactic from Barcelona to say we can go out and get the best players? To 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 say to Messi, you don't want to go anywhere. We're going to get some really really top players. I think there's there's something there yeah. for Haaland as well, where he he can that's going to show some intent to the likes of Real Madrid, 
Manchester City, um, Paris Saint-Germain. You know, if, if Neymar, uh, not Neymar, if Mbappe does go to, to Real, which, which I suspect that he, he might, is that saying to one of those clubs, come and get me? Yeah, possibly. Yeah, possibly. But I think, you know, you, you touched on where they're going to get the money from. You know, if Messi does go, they don't get any money. But the amount of money they probably save from not paying Messi's salary and, and add-ons and bonuses and stuff, they probably could go out and just get him. You know, I know Messi's on a hell of a lot of money. I think he's on a million a week or something after tax. You know, that's, that's a, you know, oh, you can't even imagine having that much money a week. You know, I wouldn't know how to spend 52 million a year. And what would you spend it on? You'd run out of stuff to buy. But I suppose maybe that's where they can get the money for Harlem from. Um, I did read Shirt. somewhere. Sorry? Shirt sales for Messi. Yeah, I mean, shirt sales make a big... Yeah, of course they do. And obviously, like, the media pub, uh, publicity, um, the amount, just general attractions, probably stadium tours, meet and greets, whatever it may be going in. You know, I'd get that. That's a, it's a huge attraction. Um, but I did read somewhere about the whole sort of Haaland rumours that the new president that wants to come in or has come in or something like that um, has promised, or part of Haaland going there, is that Messi stays as well. So if they do that, that's when the, the money thing comes back into it. I mean, people got arrested, didn't they, a few weeks or a few months back from fiddling the books and doing this and doing that over there. So where, where the hell is this money coming from? I think it's just a case of Mino Raiola is just essentially pimping him out. Just saying, like, oh, yeah, Barcelona want him. So PSG will go, oh, no, we'll take him. Real Madrid, oh, we'll take him. City, oh, yeah, we'll take him. We'll spend this. No problem. Possibly. I think there's a bit of that for them, for both clubs, that there's something there. And, and if Barcelona can get the funds from somewhere, what, what a strike force that will be again. You know, if, if they keep Messi, I'm not sure they will, but, you know, with the youngsters coming through as well and adding Haaland in there, could be top, so it's probably what oh, yeah. they need. Yeah, I think he could. You know, he, he definitely offers them something different, and it's it's a focal point to build a team around him, isn't it? You could build mm. a, a different style of play, still sticking to their sort of passing traditions and, and whatnot, but you have a different outlet. He can play all of those. So yeah, I think it'll be an interesting. I know we said it. I think every every podcast we've done so far, I think we said it's going to be an interesting summer window. Um, but that just it's just another thing to that adds sort of fuel to the fire, really, doesn't it? Yeah, completely, mate. Yeah. Right. Shall we go back to the Premier League for predictions for this week? Do you want to do predictions from a few weeks ago, mate? We haven't, we haven't done the score on a few weeks ago. Hang on. Are you saying you've gone back and actually listened to our predictions and scored it? Well, you know I have, mate. I, I told you last week I was going to do that. Yeah, but you also said the week before you was going to do that, and, and that didn't happen. Yeah, but surely you know. Event, I, I will say something, and eventually I will do it. So I'll, I'm a man of my word. I'll tell you what, I'm glad I'm sitting down, mate. That's all I can say. Glad I'm sitting down. <laughs> Go on, then. What was the? I can't remember who the games were. Let's do it. Right, so I've got it all here, mate. So you had Fulham Leeds. Leeds won that one, 2-1. Yeah. And really, really annoyingly, you actually got that bang on. Did I get in? Yeah. So one for Ben. One for Ben. 
Uh, and then we had Brighton 3, Newcastle nil. You said Brighton 2 nil. I said Brighton 2 1. So oh, we both got okay. right but wrong, wrong result. Um, no points there. West Ham 3, Arsenal 3. I said it would be a 2 1 win. You said it would be 1 1. So you was right with the result, but not with the actual score line. Yeah, so that's no then, points. Uh, Spurs beat Villa 2 0. I said Villa would win 1 0, and you said 1 all again. So you won that by a massive margin of 1 0. Brilliant. So historically, that brings me to five, and that brings you to a steady zero still, mate. Mate, I'm consistent. We're, we're running out of games. <laughs> right, let's run through this quickly then. So next week we have, uh, let me just get up, Fulham versus Wolves. So that's a Friday night kickoff, that one. I'm going to go Wolves 1-0. 1-0 to Wolves. Okay. I'm going to go 2-1 Wolves. So I think we're, we're both in agreement on uh, on a Wolves result. Man City versus Leeds. That's going to be a 3-0 win for Man City all day long. Oh, that's annoying. I was going to say that. Uh, I'm going to go for a 3-1. I think Leeds might turn up and give them a bit of a game, or at least a bit of a scare. Let's hope so. so yeah, it'd be nice, especially if it's a 3-1. That'd be nice. Uh, Liverpool versus Villa, mate. I'm going to go 2-0 Villa. 2-0 Villa. Wow. Yeah. Okay. I'm going to go for... Oh, oh you've thrown me now. I was convinced it was going to be a, a Liverpool win. I'm going to go for a 2-1 Liverpool. Yeah, 2-1 Liverpool I'm going for. Uh, Palace versus Chelsea. Oh, Derby. Um, sort of. Uh, I'm going to go... I'm going to go Chelsea win. I think I'm going to go 1-0. One nil. I'm gonna go for. I'm going for a one all. Yeah, fair play. They'll be tired midweek, and Palace will give them a physical game. I think they could change that. Uh, Burnley Newcastle. This is going to be a, an interesting game to watch. Actually, I'm going to go two all for that one. Two high scoring. I'm going to go for a board draw. Nil nil. Yeah. Yeah. I just don't see either of them scoring. I know they both had a couple of goals the weekend. I just don't see it doing. It. I think it'll be two. Too nervous, too apprehensive. West Ham Leicester. I'm going to go for a Leicester win. 1 0. 2 1. 2 1. 2 1. Okay, I'm going to go for. I'm going to go 2 1 West Ham. 2 1 West Ham. Yeah, I, I, it's going to be a draw now, isn't it? Boral. Or all draw. Uh, big game, Tottenham versus United. Yeah, that's a huge game. That a one. Uh, I'm game. really interested to see what happens in that. I, I'm going to go for a United win, um, but I think it's only going to be a, like a 1-0 win, something 2-1. Uh, let's go 1-0. So you, you can't say two different scores, mate. You've got to just, just go with one. Uh, I'm, <laughs> I'm going to go for a 1-0. Yeah, yeah, I think it's going to be a bit of a cagey, cagey affair. Um, it's a big game, very big, and probably the standout tie of next week. The mighty Sheffield United against the mighty Gooners. <laughs> Mate, I 3 0. 
Three nil, Sheffield United. That's what Benji thinks. Yeah, I think I think Arsenal are going to have to go help a lever on that, and I want to say like a big score, like four nil or something like that. But yeah, fuck it, put me down. You said four nil. You said four nil. All right, I reckon two one to Arsenal because we're away from home as well. So yeah. Um, so we've got two games on Monday. So you've got West Brom versus Southampton, which is six o'clock kickoffs. So by the time we record, it will just about be finished. So we'll do that. But there's Brighton and Everton, but we'll skip that one, I think, because that's a quarter past eight kickoff. So we'll just forget that one. Yeah. Um, so yeah, West Brom, Southampton then. Predictions West Brom at home. I'm going to go for a West Brom winning it. I, I think they're going to nick that 1 0. 1 0. Okay. All right. All right. Boy, over the top, bang it in the net. Not, not out of the bike, I reckon a 3-0 Southampton win. Yeah, yeah I'm going to go Southampton and go pull it out of the bag, I think. Yeah, right. So it's a bit of a big shout, but yeah, I think so. Perfect. Okay, well, I think that is probably about it. Anything else you want to add? No, mate. I think we're all done, aren't we? Done, yeah. Perfect. How's the uh, how's the socials coming along on Twitter? Yeah, mate. Yeah, we we nearly up to a hundred followers. Wow, that's good. Thank you, thank you, all the followers. Massive yeah, appreciation. That. So yeah, that that's going alright. I think Facebook we're up to nearly seventy. Um, I can't remember what Instagram was, but yeah, I think uh, Instagram's around about the same amount. I know we've had a few, but a few messages, especially on Facebook, seems to be quite active over the weekend. Uh, a few comments, people tags and stuff, which is which is nice to see. Um, but yeah, I think it's more with the big games. A lot of people are a bit more involved in it, aren't they? Yeah, yeah. Let's hope that, like, like you say, the internationals are over. Let's let's crack on with the league. Hopefully, we get a few more more listens. And um, yeah, hopefully, people are enjoying it. And if they're not, and they want something different, they need, they can let us know. Yeah, just just drop us a message. You know the socials by now at Football Drop Podcast, Facebook, Instagram. Uh, at I can't remember what your your Twitter is. Fucking at football, at drop pod foot foot golf or something. I don't know. Change it, didn't you? <laughs> so yeah, I mean, it's really difficult to remember. At football drop podcast for everything else. Yeah. Or at drop football for at Twitter. Drop football. There we go. So yeah, cool. Well, thank you very much, mate. Good to catch up. Yeah. Cheers, mate. Speak to you next week. And you, good luck with the move, mate. And uh, we will catch up. I'm sure we'll catch up next week. Yes, mate. Take care, guys. See you soon. Cheers, listeners. Bye-bye. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High-quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. 
I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. 